Welcome to the Ensman Archive Podcast, presented by FRIA, the Foundation for Research of the Ensman Archive. We're a nonprofit research foundation to preserve and publish the work of Dr. Robert Duncan Ensman and his wife Joanna online at ensmanarchive.org. Now, here's your host, the symbologist Michelle Snyder. Does mythology pique your interest? Do you love a good story? Ever pretended to be King Arthur or Guinevere? After the break, use your golden key and open the box. Perhaps a story will reveal the secrets of the wondrous sword. This is the symbologist, Michelle Snyder. The Symbologist Series, a collection of books by the symbologist Michelle Snyder, the world's authority on symbology. Book one, Method, How Symbols Work. Book two, Revision, How to See Symbols. Book three, Concept, Symbols of Ideas. And book four, Oral Tradition, Symbols in Stories. You can find this Symbologist series at our bookstore online at ensmanarchive.org. To unlock the secrets of the Great Lady of the Lake, we must tell a story which has been buried in time, deconstructed and rewritten. Yet glimmers of it survive in the tales of Arthur and Avalon. Oral tradition is fundamental to our golden key. A storyteller might tell it this way. For 1,200 years, they blocked the Mediterranean, preventing any trade or travel across the sea by placing armies at four locations. Their armies were supplied with bronze for weapons. They maintained vigilant watch for centuries. No one and no thing got through without their permission. No food, spices, fabric, or tools, and no tin. Without tin, bronze weapons could not be made for soldiers who might then fight to free up the trade routes and rescue those taken as slaves. Generations passed. Somewhere in the north, on a bitter cold winter night, peat from the bog was now blazing in the hearth, warming the tiny farm cottage. Bellows blew gusts of air at the flames to help the fire rage against the cold. As she labored to increase the flames, she gazed at the drops that were oozing slowly out of the peat. They dripped and dripped, forming a small rivulet. As it trickled away from the flame, it cooled and hardened. She usually scraped the hard drops off the hearth by herself, but now, being with child, she asked him to help. That is when it all changed. Soon men stood at forges, pounding iron into great swords to be used by the king's men. With them, they fought to clear away the blockade that choked access to the Mediterranean. These great men became legends, heroes of their time. Stories were told about them by bards sitting around hearths. They told of dire battles and great victories. They told of desperate attempts to rescue beloved wives and daughters from the fortresses of the enemy. They told of a mighty king and his magic sword. The greatest of these legends was about a wondrous lady, a goddess of the lake, the vestige of the farm lady and her peat fire oozing iron. It was the great lady, they said, that gave them the magnificent swords used by the kings and knights in the battles for free trade. She had raised an iron sword from the bogs of the north and handed it to the king. The iron swords provided by the Lady of the Lake defeated the bronze weapons of the enemy, heralding the end of the Bronze Age. 
To ensure her continued blessing and an abundant supply of iron, the knights pledged to return their sword to the Lady of the Lake when they retired. It was an honorable tradition. Give back what you were given so others could receive when they were in need. Our golden key can see history in myths and stories, hearing whispers of times forgotten. I'm the symbologist, Michelle Snyder. Thanks for joining us on the Ensman Archive podcast, The Golden Key, with the symbologist Michelle Snyder, presented by Freya, the Foundation for Research of the Ensman Archive, online at ensmanarchive.org.